All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Look at us, eh? Look at this. Look at this setup. We got it good. Who's got it better than us? We're pretty important, hey? Hey! We are pretty important. Look at us. We are on location today. What's you know what's interesting is even though we're not in our usual studio, we are still in the Tower Chrysler studio. It's magical how it works. Doesn't matter where we go. That's how powerful You go to Buffalo? The magic of Tower is Tower Chrysler Studios. Tower Chrysler. The uh, number one Tower Chrysler dealer in, in Calgary. You and said that a lot. In Canada. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, go and visit the people at Tower. You need to... Uh, how's your Tower vehicle? It's really good. You said you got into a fender bender with it? Is, <laughs> no. You backed into somebody. <laughs> you wrapped it around a concrete pole? Oh, I just Rhett. put a few miles on it. Beautiful well. new Dodge Ram. And They're like, yeah, it's just off the lot here, Rhett. Uh, when's an oil change due? I'm, I'm at 10K. I was actually thinking about it. I'm like... Like, what do you get for a monthly lease as yeah, far yeah. as kilometers? Because I've had yeah. it for a week and I'm. Yeah. You're prorating this, you're in trouble. Yeah. He sent me a text yesterday. He's like, How bad does the damage have to be before right. you contact police? Oh, like, that sounds. Yeah. I like to keep the police out of it. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, especially with all that crossing the border issue you dealt yeah. with all year. Jeez. I got to clear. Buddies, we're on location today. We are at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We're here in the Gibson Guitar Lounge Ooh. on the event center side, where tonight we are going to be holding the inaugural Barn Burner Playoff Draft. Brought to you by PayBuilt in support of Kidsport Calgary. That's right. What? That was that. Okay, good. good. Teamwork, right? Dude got his, uh, he got tightened up, hey? No. Another beard. That's Straight. tightened up? Oh, Ish. Yeah. Do you remember how haggard I was on Monday? Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You've cleaned yourself up. You're a new oh, yeah. man. Well, big events. We had a special event last night. We we're at the game on Wednesday. We've got the draft tonight. So busy. I got the sequin tuxedo ready. Let's go. You do, hey? Oh, baby. I'm jealous. It's going to be good. I don't have any. Uh, Friday is Hawaiian t shirt day, but I'm saving is, yeah. it for tonight. I yeah. don't want to get it all stinky doing the show with you slobs. I don't have any fun garb to wear. 
You? No fun? Come on. You should wear your sleep shirt. <laughs> I saw my sleep shirt the other you day. You have a sleep shirt? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, it's, Dean. In fairness, I haven't worn it in a long time, but yeah. that was my go-to sleep shirt for a long time. Would there I'll have be... to do a video oh, with it. I think the sleep shirt would be wicked. Really good. Yeah, it's... Jack, that could do numbers on YouTube <laughs> if we had yeah. a... TikTok would be huge. Yeah, we'd get big on TikTok. Yeah. Boomer's sleep shirt. Oof. Um... Must be pretty loose on you these days. You're in great shape, Dan. Well, it, it was loose even then. Oh dear. Yeah, back when it was uh, when it was really bad, it was even loose then. Which is why it was the sleep shirt. It was okay. Comfort. Don't comfort first. So, so yeah, tonight. Now, do we know how many people? We can do some, eight a table. There's eight a table. Sixteen tables. There's sixteen tables. And then That's there's a lot us, now. and then there's some other people. It's. We're gonna be flirting with 150. <sighs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's too many. I Rhett, can you see too many? Well, anxiety. Totally. And it's like Rhett, you know, I, I imagine him trying to do his job in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people like stage fright's going to be a real thing for him. I don't know yeah. that he's had crowds like this before. I had an idea for you tonight. Oh, good. I don't know if you'll be able like for him. it though. The other people have ideas for me because mine tend to flop. Oh, you're, oh, you're a good idea guy. You're real good. Hey, uh, let's, uh, we got a lot to get to coming up at some point dr- during the show. Fluid, moving, targets. Uh, Kevin Webster from Kidsport going to join us remotely. He's got, uh, you know, <sighs> better people than us. That is confirmed, yeah. Hey, uh, Kevin, I'd like to get you on. Sure, boom. You know what? I've just got another thing that I'm doing. We have a thing for the kids with uh, the Roughnecks and the goalie. He plays with, you know. Then we're going to do the hospital and these kids are doing that. And then, oh, well, I could squeeze in in yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, that'd be great, Kev. I have nine. Amazing. <laughs> nine. Uh, Giving occasions of giving back today. I'll try and fit you uh, losers in <laughs> between the fourth and fifth. Yeah, I'll tell um, some kids that uh, we can't, we can't get them into sports, so I can join yeah. you for twenty minutes. Got to talk to Fat Boy. And uh, so Kevin Webster, CEO of Kids Sport, is going to join us tonight. It is the playoff draft. We are sold out. Sponsors on board. We're pumped for it. And it is in support of Kids Sport. And back at uh, the old place, we did a lot for Kids Sport. So That's happy right. to kind of keep that keep that relationship rolling. And I, I think it's one of those things you, you don't boast if your kids sport with how, how much money you've brought in or how many families you've helped mm-hmm. because that's a good thing. But then you don't want to give the impression that you don't need. We, we did it. We yeah, solved no, it. No, no, no. Everyone's how, playing sports yeah, now. Like, things are going well, but we're at a clip where, and you were just talking about it before, the cost of everything. Yeah. No matter where you go, the cost of everything is going up. So for families, no matter what, Maybe last year you didn't need financial aid. Okay. You could be looking at it. Maybe you have two kids in sports. Maybe you have three, and all of a sudden, I'm not sure how we're going to pull this off. That's where kids sport comes in, and that financial aid is going to be there. So hopefully tonight we can raise a nice little tidy sum for, uh, for kids sport and help keep people uh, in, involved in sport. Um, has anybody been fired yet today? I know that we're, Nation? Up, we're all here. <laughs> when you Jer- listen, J Rod was here. I had yeah. a missed call earlier. <laughs> Friday, careful. Because in in football, as soon as that last week is done, yeah, yeah, yeah. whammo, it's called Black, Black Monday. Black Monday. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of an axe that falls. Yeah, and I did see that there there ha- even because the, there's two games tonight. The season isn't over. I already saw it today. There have been some whackings. Yeah, having been made in the NHL. Uh, Pittsburgh cleaning house, Anaheim coaching change, assistance in St. Louis won't be back. That's just three teams, and we're not even, what, at noon Calgary time yet? 
Okay. And last night was supposed to be the last night of the regular season. There was a flooded rink in Nashville and a storm in Buffalo, which is why we have games tonight. So yeah. this was always going to be Black Friday. Berkey's out. Berkey's out, Ron Hextall out. in Pitt. Hextall I get, and Berkey hired Hextall, so I guess I get that. <laughs> is that how that went? I believe so. I didn't really understand that. Like, Hextall's strength was okay. Like, building through the draft. Like, what he inherited in Pittsburgh was you're up against the cap. You've got a very old roster of talented players. It didn't seem like those puzzle pieces were great fits. It's not. I mean, they've been good for so long. It's, that's, and you knew it was going to happen yeah, at some eventually point, right? it's... And then you had noted it the other day, the Granlund deal. They moved heaven and earth to bring him in with all that money left on his deal. I thought that was expiring because I just sort of breezed over it amongst the many deals we saw. And I was like, oh, dear. Like, yeah, it makes that's it, a problem the moment you get it. It makes more sense if it's an expiring contract. Yeah. Then it's just like, another, okay, what the hell? another aging guy with, uh, with term and money for the coming years. So. A lot of people curious what's going on here. Today is locker clean-out day. Interviews. As we speak, they're going through the exit, well, not exit interviews, but talking to the media. I would guess they'll then head upstairs and talk to the powers that be, which as of right now, we believe still include Brad Living, Craig Conroy, and, and the like. Yes, uh, Brad Living is likely conducting exit interviews, which I think is normal or weird, depending on like, seen the whole spectrum of reactions to that. Rhett, at first mention of that a few weeks ago, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That's idiotic. We're here today. Do you feel the same way? I do feel the same way, but again, I think we've discussed it. Our guts are telling us that it's his option to come back or not. So he may be basing his, his yeah. uh, decision on these interviews where if everyone's in there bitching and moaning, he might go, I, this, thanks, but no thanks. This seems like a a mess to try and deal with. But if you were cutting them and letting them go, I wouldn't be letting him. Like if the ownership decided yeah. we're going in a different direction, I wouldn't be allowing this guy to run the interviews. Yeah. And it's like what Pittsburgh did, right? It's Yeah, that's we right. We don't yeah. need you to conduct the interviews because See, you're not going to be. And here. when that news came out, Brian Burke had already crafted a, a, a nice note. We saw Dallas Aikens with a note to the Ducks. I mean – it's announced today there's probably been some lead time here and the Penguins, you know, the moment they lose to Chicago and know they're not making the playoffs, it's like, all right, so let's open that next GM file. And uh, that's where here it's a little interesting. If they had made that decision that Brad is not going to come back, which may or may not be the case, um, who would be conducting a GM search? Or is it just next in line, we're not searching anywhere? We're clearly so good. The best options right here under our own nose. That and I, and I don't even really have any intel on it. No, because but I think it's the from, owner, right? Like from the outside it. looking in, the owner's not going to be conducting player interviews. No, so, not yeah. I, I mean, conducting who, a GM search. If you were going to have someone else, what's do he going? That, what yeah. are they going to do? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's like clear. there's no one to go do a GM search that works. Yeah, here. so th there's not going to be a search. Yeah, which I don't know is doesn't sound like best practices to me. So it's. Living stays, or, failing that, Craig Conroy. I don't. I just can't imagine that there's any other. Unless now, the Daryl might have. A guy. I, would, I was just going to say Sullivan in Pittsburgh. They said was going to have some input on who the GM is. Hmm. That's so would you not be surprised that if Tree decides to leave or whatever happens, he's Darryl not would have back. Influence. That Daryl would have some say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
And that's where the tentacles could expand beyond the organization because Daryl's worked for a lot of different hockey people over the years. His relationships go beyond one organization, whereas, you know, Conroy has been here for quite some time, assistant to the GM, AGM, but it's only been within one organization. He hasn't watched, you know, 15 different ways to skin the cat or whatever, right? I've got a feeling it's Conroy, but there's the possibility that Daryl has some input and they go outside if Tree decides to leave. Do you think, because we're led to believe that the option is there for Treliving to stay if he so chooses. Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to speak for the group. That, that's kind of what I'm led to believe. I'd heard if, something similar, and, and we'd also heard that he was extended an offer at the time that Daryl was extended, and for whatever reason wasn't good with that contract to last sign year, it. Last you mean? In training camp. Um. But again, this is all. This is not hard facts. This isn't public information. This is kind of what you hear whispers of. Yeah. Is that fair? I wonder. There, when it, you get to the end of the day, and I don't like working with this guy, and this situation is untenable, and there's friction, and all of this. There are thirty-two of those jobs. That's it. Oh, that's. And if you walk away from one, yeah, you're probably not walking right back into one. You're going to go somewhere else. I'm sure he would get have no problem getting a job in some capacity in a front office just not one that is a gm job necessarily so he's there yeah. one that pays like a gm there's a big drop down from being hey i'm the gm to like oh you're one of three agms that salary is uh, considerably different i'd suggest never mind your influence all that stuff so i do wonder if he doesn't come back to your point it's probably already a salary that's quite good maybe with a bump and some would say he doesn't deserve but that's just generally how that goes it depends you're on what other it. jobs you just talked about. It. If the axe continues to fall on people yeah. around the league and there's other jobs that open up, that might play into it a little bit. 100%. If, you were, if you're Brad living and you're like, look, I know I have this here. I really don't like the process here. There's, I don't like the way things flow. I've, I've put in a bunch of work. I feel like I've been you know, undermined somewhat, whether that's ownership or the coach or whatever, and I'm looking to get out. If you're just playing cards, I think he's – doing the right thing you wait and if a heavy top seed gets dumped in round one and a gm disappears okay now you've got more options you know what you're looking at versus if all if the torontos and all the teams you expect to uh, that are favored move on okay those jobs don't open well now i might say yes and i don't know what sort of time frame there is there but he's still on a contract that's not expired pittsburgh's job just opened I don't know that there's a guarantee that another job will open. Anaheim was awful, but they've got a brand new GM and Pat Verbeek. They were trying to be bad. Chicago just went to Kyle Davidson, what, last year, season and a half ago. I mean, it's been Yarmo Kekalainen forever in Columbus. I don't know why that would change now. Uh, like, I don't know that there's an automatic opening anywhere besides Pittsburgh. Yeah. Does that not scream some more dysfunction, though, as far as the Flames are concerned? Yeah, Did everything you, does. Guy, cool. Everything does. Yeah, if nothing better comes, I mean... And I'm not saying he's doing that. Yeah. I'm just saying if you wanted to just play your cards as best as you could and not really think about anything except how to get yourself into the best GM job elsewhere, that's probably what you would do. Wait and see what opens. Now, maybe he wants to be here and he's just saying, look... The amount I have to do here without a president of hockey ops, I need a little more money or I want a little more security with term. Those could be things too that, that, that he's had an issue with, with with said contract that's apparently been offered. Does it not feel like one of those things where <laughs> if it didn't work, it, it feels a little bit foolish to, to think. Like if you're to the point that you've, you're really considering not coming back, 
what's really going to change. Yeah, that's... In, well, especially if you know the coaches in back. Sutter, right? In Sutter's relationship to the room well, and all of it. The only thing that might change... And again, he's been around it all year, so I don't think that an interview is going to be a shocking revelation from you know, various players, but maybe... Maybe some insight, some honesty from players in a, in a you know, last day of the year interview. Formal setting. This isn't between you and I. We're putting, we're documenting this for the whole organization. Right. Maybe. Maybe. And you'd said it. Like, Brett, you're living in the team doesn't need to hear that there's been friction between coach and player. They know that. They know that. But to what extent, and especially with your seven expiring contracts, the, the GM can't think one year at a time. I think that's the challenge with this job is the owner is operating, get to the playoffs one year at a time. The GM has to be like, okay, I have to make my decisions on seven guys this summer. I don't want to carry all of them into walk years without contracts. And if he sees a major roadblock in that, like he can't do what he wants to long-term. So if he says, you know, five of these guys won't extend here if Daryl's here, why, why am I going to stay? That's going to be a nightmare to deal with. Maybe that, like, I don't think that that's an outlandish suggestion. It is quite a mess. It's that's just it. When you break it down and you think back on the year and how close they were, you're like, oh, this will be all right. We're getting those quotes but, today too. Yeah. But then when you hear all of the, you know, under just under the surface, the bubbling, <laughs> where like oh, people aren't happy and this and that, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. What are we doing? Yeah. So it's. But you're right. If he goes into those meetings and hears, yeah, I'm not coming back here. Is it? <laughs> Is, is that a job he wants to take on? Okay, so I got six guys that have said they're not coming yeah. back. And maybe they're not coming back no matter what. Maybe, maybe. it's a Gaudreau yeah. scenario where it's, nothing to do, it's coach or not. I'm not yep. coming back. Sure. But that's your job. Whoever's the GM, that's and your And do you lick your chops at that and go, oh, I really get to <laughs> play in the mud here. Right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. at the sandbox. Like, I got <laughs> options of, I got things I can do. And I just think, like, imagine this team without Elias Lindholm. Now, if you move them, you're going to get assets back. But I just can't see. Like, if you could relay that message to your owner, be like, look, maybe the most important cog, the only piece you can see playing number one center has no interest of being here if maybe there's still some room to wiggle there. But in terms of the, the owner's decision on the coach, but it just feels like that if – if it's as bad as we've heard it is, this is not the type of a file you want to take on as a GM. If the worst is true. Wow. Like, and what they're saying today is a bunch of sugar-coated bullshit, some of these guys. Yeah. It's a great room. We love each other. No tension. Sure. Yeah. And I've always, we've always had this discussion. You, we reference what's said on locker clean-out day. Yeah. And I, it's like, what, what do you take at face value? Are, is a player really going to, is a, is a GM or a coach going to come out and say that? A player torpedoed our season. Yeah, this guy quit on us. We hated uh, this guy the way he traded coach. this guy. I have no intentions of signing here. Like, there's no. never any of that. Yeah. I'm just kind of scanning through Steinberg and all the media over there at, as they do the thing. Tyler Toffoli would definitely be open to talking really? contract negotiations. Yeah, well, it's coming oh, yeah. off a career year. I'd, I'd love to <laughs> yeah. see the numbers there, Tyler. That'd be great, yes. <laughs> I uh, Well, and, and on the flip side, interestingly, Lindholm and Backlund were very noncommittal about long-term here. Which yeah, is Elias. not the two that surprised me at all. Those would be the two of the seven free agents. Wow, well, and, yeah. and you've got guys, you know, Lindholm, total driver's seat. Yep, like, all the leverage. Yeah, 
I'm gonna, he's going to get a fat contract. Backlund less so, but he's Backlund at the spot in his so. career where if he wants to hunt a cup, that like, was I think my, I get that. Yeah, I was going to say that about Backlund where it's like he's getting old. He's going to make a decision. 34? On, yeah, winning if and that's what he's interested in. You go slot him on a good team in that 3C hole. I think that's a really that's good That's the one nice thing where you, you, know, you think, well, I don't want to deal with this. It's like it's kind of easy to deal with, really. If you, you little sell, money? If you can sell the owner on, okay. I'll do the job, but I'm going to, we're going to make some, these guys don't want to be here, so we've got to make major changes. Selling Elias Lindholm is not hard. I agree. You know what the, the thing you have to sell that's hard is? Is convincing your owner that you can make the playoffs while doing all these yeah, things. Yeah, well, that's, that's the real thing, and but, he's not going to agree. And that's, that. that's the challenge. That's what I said. I said it's, yeah. it's if you can convince the owner where if you can yeah. and the coach and say, hey, uh, this is going to be different. We're going to revamp this. Yeah. You got a bunch of guys you can dump. Oh, you can, and honestly. And get huge returns. Yeah. So it would be sell high moment theoretically for Nikita Zadorov. He said his two best years in the NHL here, and we get it. It's the roller coaster, but he scored 13 freaking goals this year. Yeah. Holy Played lots shit. of minutes. Um, and, you know, he's not perfect, but I think you could recoup significant assets there. Michael Backlund, one of the strongest years of his career. He's one off 20. If he's a third-line center in this league, you're a deep club down the middle. We know that. You could certainly get assets for him. Elias Lindholm, you get an absolute haul, whether you want current players now or futures. It's probably futures. The type of team adding Lindholm, likely a contender. They don't want to shed players. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler Toffoli's an easy sell coming off career high. He would be an all-time high value left. with one year left. He's making four and a quarter, scored 34 goals this year. There's a lot of sell-high opportunity. Noah Hannafin, I mean, he's never going to be that all-star type defenseman. but Big minutes. You know what he is. He's always healthy, and he can play big minutes against and, and anyone. And his cap hit right now, pretty yeah, damn fine. good. Yeah, what, four nine five? I Just think. Just under five, yeah. Like that's, those are all sell-high moments, but to sell your owner on a retool will be the hardest thing to sell. Your owner and your fans. I don't and, think the fans yeah. would be hard, to be honest. Well, they're probably right. They were pretty excited for guys like Wolf and Coronado. But that's the thing. They've never really done that. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I guess, with Kachuk and Gaudreau, but... No, that was it, forced it, on them. That wasn't yeah. the plan, right? So. I want to ask you about the Lindholm thing in a moment. We've got kind of skimming through some of the comments that are coming out. We'll get to them in a moment. I just wanted to share a couple things. Okay. Uh, we had an event last night, as you mentioned, and then uh, somehow we all ended up at Madrose Pub. Oh, weird how that goes. Different timing. Yeah. There's an early shift and a late shift, and yeah. the people that you'd expect to be there early Different and tucked times. in early, and yeah. people you'd expect to stay out late, it worked I well. So I, you know, you, you, we've raved about the uh, about the wings there. So I, oh, maybe stop in, maybe have some wings. They are, uh, they're some of the best wings you're going to have in the city. Still top shelf. Still top shelf. Okay. I took a photo here. Um, just beautiful. And again, it was much like your pizza the other day. The photo looks like one of those things. <laughs> it that's is. Been, it's ad. It's been lit correctly, and they put so they touched it up here and there. No, no, just the. Here you go. Need anything else? Yeah, blue cheese. You're good. Yeah. No, all, all good. Thanks. I'm not sure if we can find that. Uh, are you a blue cheese guy? I am a blue cheese guy. As compared, uh, if it's ranch or blue cheese, I want blue cheese. I'm not really a sauce on pizza. I'll take the hot sauce for the crust. That's it. You love hot sauce. Oh, God, do I ever. Yeah. Everything. Almost killed me in Mexico, but yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Almost kill you I Mexico. couldn't leave my room for three days. That and a street I taco. actually went and checked on him. Yeah. I'm like, are you? Uh... You know how long I have to disappear for Rhett to actually care about my well-being? Like, it was days. Because <laughs> that's the thing you got to, for, for us in Canada, can we have some hot sauce? That's one thing. You go to Mexico. Can I have some, of, some hot sauce? Yeah. I feel like that's... Some dude hammering a bag of 
yeah. peppers in the alley. That's how they make hot sauce oh on the street taco stand. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we do have the photos, but you yeah. had the pizza. Pizza and some beers, unreal. and I had some wings. It's all you need to know about Mad Rose Pub up in Royal Oak. 20 beers on tap, kid-friendly Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That new outdoor patio is open. Well, it's it's outdoor, but it's covered. It's heated. Yeah. It's awesome. It's the best of all worlds. Firing out great food seven days a week. Burgers, pasta, steaks, full entrees, the gourmet pizza, dough and signature sauce, made fresh daily. What did you have yesterday? What would you go with? We went Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Just classic. And phenomenal. You know what it is? It's you expect a thin crust to be like that's a really crisp crust. It's not thin, but the bottom is crunchy and it's not burnt at all. Like it's just phenomenal. The dough makes a pizza. There you are. You put a little spice on it. Oh, the chili peppers and then oh, hot sauce for the crust when you're done. I like the Hawaiian with some spice. Yeah, and that uh, nice little beer selection too. And by little, I mean like what twenty on tap. Twenty on tap. Oh baby, yeah, only twenty. Only twenty on tap. Got to sixteen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm telling you that that crust. It's unbelievable. Crust is a real deal. Mad Rose Pub, 15 Royal Vista Place. Madrose.pub is their website if you want to order in. If you can't get there, get uh, you skip it or DoorDash or whatever you got to do to get it to your place. Do it this weekend. All right. Give yourself a, a little bit of a treat. Um, you've taught, I'm just going to come back to Lindholm. Some of the stuff, and this is courtesy of uh, Salim Valji over at TSN. Salim. Lindholm on his future. We'll see what happens. One more year. That's all I can say. Ugh. Now I could, I can say that in a, in, a, in tone. Oh, we'll see. You know, one, one more year. year. We'll see what happens. Or it's it's one more year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-four days till. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like I've got one more friggin' year mm. here. You've talked a lot about. Sometimes managers need to show some bravery and some balls and walk away. Regardless of what happens, I mean, obviously, if he comes in and he's not going to sign an extension. or if you, it easy. If you take the temperature. <laughs> but if he does say, listen, I'm, I'm going to take the summer. I don't know. I, I'm open to anything. I would talk. And I'm guessing that's probably where Elias would fall. He's not going to lead you to, to believe that he's an automatic sign or an automatic Show out. me your hand and I'll let yeah. you know if I like it is yeah. what he's going to say. He's yeah. going he's gonna to ride that line. I would think there's probably a bit of a sutter tax. If I believe I'm an $8.5 million, I'll be here for 9 if Daryl's around. I'll be here for 9.5. Are you even going higher? If you're, it, yeah, it's like a. Here's offer the issue, that you here's can't the issue yes they're going to have is that they got Cadre and, and and Huberto who are making big bucks. Yeah. And if I'm Lindholm, you're better than Huberto. Who's more important to <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. Who's more important to you? Me or what? Like it might not be Cadre at seven won't affect Lindholm, but I think the Huberto one does for yeah, sure. Right? So you think he's ten and a half? Well, like, geez, I feel like I'm ten and a half then. Yeah. But you had said I. Hard to imagine this team without Elias Lindholm. No, God no! Like you're, you're that, but that's how these leverage. that's how these extensions and contracts get done. It's leverage. teams they agree. It's gosh, I've, here's the how are we going to do it? Sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you just do it, and you, and I think my my appetite for it is I'm wide open for a complete revamp. Yes, like I, I I totally am. The issue is going to be if that's the direction you're going. You've got two big fat contracts you can't get rid of. Yeah. And those guys 
Kadri ain't going to be happy being here with a bunch of kids, is he? Is he going to be a good leader for, you know, if you do a, a retool and know. a bunch of kids? Like, is Huberto? I, I don't, I mean, they're I'm 30 plus. I'm more interested to see those guys under a new coach and see what they look like. Because well, it's that ain't happening. Like so. not, not in the near term. It will happen. <laughs> yeah, but the, Sutter's I, not here the next year. Here's the years. problem I have with that is that when that Sutter's gone, maybe next year, maybe they pay him for what? Yeah. Pay him out for his last year. But if it's too much, that they're two years older. What are we oh, expecting yeah. from Caudry in th- three seasons out, or it's, Huberto even? It's a tough offseason for those cats because right? they're now. If if it's what we're hearing rumored is true that Daryl's back, um, whew, there's a lot of reflection to be happening this right. summer for those two lads. And if you didn't have that, and you had guys saying, "Well, I'm not sure." Every team has to work around a bit of money that's overpaid. Yeah. And I look at the Minnesota Wild with what, like 12 to 14 million bucks of dead money and as a, you know, fighting for the one seed until the last week of the season. You just have to be really efficient elsewhere. You know, like Darnell Nurse isn't a nine and a quarter million dollar player. He's not even close, but you have to work around that. And there's a bunch of dead money from James Neal and other guys in Edmonton. You work around it. Every team has a couple of those. So it certainly isn't good for the cap, but it's not to the point where it's like, well, we'll never be able to be competitive with them here. And eventually the cap will go up. We've talked about it for fucking ever, but uh, revenues continue to grow. It's just this IOU is not paid off, and now one of the TV networks is bankrupt that owes the money. It's coming. It just keeps taking longer than they want. What, 10 and a half feels really cumbersome now. In four years, it might not at all. Not that he'll be worth the money, but it just yeah. that it's like, well, you know, the cap's growing $3 million a year. We'll deal with it. <laughs> More from Lindholm. Uh, this year was probably the most frustrating year. Mackenzie Weger. It was a huge change for me coming from Florida here. It was a difficult change for sure. <laughs> the next, we need a new rink. <laughs> he said that? Come on. We need a new rink. Wow. Get one. He'll be around for it. He's one of the guys that's got enough term. He's got six years after this. Michael Backlund, we talked about, definitely, this is his quote, definitely the hardest season I've played emotionally and mentally. We never met the expectations. Asked about remaining a flame beyond next season. We'll see what happens. The year we had, I'm 34 years old. I want to win the Stanley Cup. I've only been in the second round here. The year we had this year, it's frustrating for sure. Well, and you got to remember, they went from a year ago right now, we were licking our chops like, bring on anyone. We're going to yeah. kick the snot out. We're, we're running the table first. We're going to... Best line in the league, yeah, tight defensively, great goaltending, power play was strong, penalty kill elite. Then you have a shit year like this year, you don't make the playoffs, and it, you are going to question it. I What I read into that is that, yes, there's friction with the coach. I'm, not, I'm assuming that. But I'm also reading into that room ain't happy. Yeah. And whether it's coach-related, all of it, or if there's more to it, that's where I'm like, eh. Maybe this just maybe this isn't just all Daryl. Maybe there's yeah. shit going on in that dressing room where guys aren't getting along. We all talked right. about that deodorant of winning. They didn't have a lot of that this yeah. year to help push through some of those issues. Um. Well, anyway, we'll, it's it's a lot of that. It, it's a lot of that. I, I want to ask you guys about expectations because this organization and this group and, and the course changed for sure. Like, it's not the Gaudreau, Monaghan, Bennett, Geocore anymore. Like, it's a different crew. But whenever in the last decade we thought this team had a chance to be good, they faltered considerably and often missed the playoffs. And whenever you said, there's not enough skill here, you got to shake up the core, 
they had really great years. Like I read a stat this year. Since Vegas came into the league, they've alternated seasons with the Flames winning the Pacific Division. Yeah. Vegas, Calgary, Vegas, Calgary. And one of those years in the middle was obviously a Canadian division where Vegas wasn't in the division, and that was a shitty, weird 56-game season with no fans. But the point being, I think expectations played a huge role in why this was so challenging for this group because it wasn't like, hey, let's see if we're good enough to make the playoffs. This group thought they could win the division and make some serious noise. And a year ago, there was none of that pressure at the beginning of the year. That team that Daryl had for the first full season, it's like, I don't know if they're good enough to make the playoffs. They won the fucking division. It's just, I feel like we don't talk about expectation and the weight of it enough because this, this team's done horribly with any expectations right back to that 2019 season as well, a one seed. Then if that's the case, then maybe you should reevaluate what your goals are with this group. Well, I just mean the core's lot. gone anyway from the old ones, but it's just yeah, weird that it? expectations. I mean, you have Lindholm and Hannafin and Backlund and Mondopani's been around it a lot. Yeah. Uh, who else has been here? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not Can like everyone's Marge, Like there's been enough of them that... Did you ever have a season like that, though, where everyone thought you'd be good and you weren't, or no one gave you a chance, and you're like, this is house money. We're, like, us against the world is so much an easier posture. It is way easier to play that way when you're the underdog all season. I mean, I played in Buffalo. We didn't have an owner or yeah. money or... like. And that disappointing year you had here, you had a great regular season. Right. It's just you lost in to Anaheim there in that... Yes. Game seven. Where's, yeah. Where's that? Yeah. Pretty bad. It's... Again, I said it the other day. When when you listen to out of, now that the season's over, out of town media, most disappointing team, Calgary Flames. Yeah. Who are the most disappointing performers in the league? Huberto. Markstrom, Huberto. Yeah. Kadri mixing sure. Right. Um, and it's funny because Kadri was our bloody all star. And then when he sat down with Frank Cervelli for what, frankly speaking, one on one, was asked about you know what's up with this Flames group. Um, are you got? He had a fill in the blank question for Nazem. The Calgary Flames will make the playoffs if, and Nazem said, if we play as a team. And he was probably their worst player from that point forward. Yeah, he didn't play <laughs> compared much for the to team. like what his average level is of his career. It just yeah, there's it just there's a lot of dysfunction around. We were at the game the other night. I, I was going to bring this up yesterday, but I forgot I'll do it now. When we were, because where we were sitting, right near the end of the game, friggin' Harvey. Harv. Harv the Hound started banging that goddamn oh. drum. Almost I, booted him down the stairs. I saw you plugging your ears. I, I'm not, I, you know me, I'm deep into medicine. I'm <laughs> quite convinced that my concussions, if I hear loud noises, it actually... Sets me off. Now listen, Harvey, love you. This is not not coming at you. If I'm getting old. I'm going to talk about my hearing. But when he was banging that bloody drum, it, it, I, I almost felt yeah. like clicking. Click, click, click. Go, flames, glow. Click, click, click. So son of a... I'd rip his head off. <laughs> I was not happy. Start feeding him some rights. Careful, Harv. So Harv, love you. But uh, I guess that just means I need to get to the hearing loss clinic sooner than... Uh, Sooner than later, I asked. I asked Jonathan. He was like, "I'm like, do you, is your ear clicking when he does that? Like, do you, is it kind of like? Do you feel like a pinching in your ear? <laughs> no, hey, just All me. Right. All right, I better see someone about that. Hearingloss.ca. Yeah, 1993 Hearing Loss Clinic was launched and founded with a miss, mission to help make people uh, be able to go to hockey games without feeling pinching in their eardrums. Fair, yeah. It's a little specific. Men and women of all ages, children can all suffer from hearing loss. Serious health risks have been linked to untreated hearing loss and hearing damage. There are four Calgary locations to serve you. If you feel you're having 
issues, just visit one, the evaluation, there's no, no commitment, you're not gonna walk out there with some, you know, satellite dish for your ears or something like that. They're going to sit you down and take a look and have a nice little conversation with you. Here's, Might be some peace what, of mind for you, Dino. Here's what you're saying. Maybe I got some car keys or something jammed up in there. <laughs> Maybe that's Ritz, what the, Some Ritz crackers. Could be what it is. Car Twitter, keys. at The Hearing Loss. Instagram, The Hearing Loss Clinic, hearingloss.ca. Online. Uh, more from Mr. Valji of TSN over at the Dome. Exit uh, media interviews today. Jonathan Huberdo. Mm -hmm. Give us um, some juice. Give us some come juice. On, come on, yeah, that's right. You got security. You're here forever. Of course, I didn't think the change. He said, I didn't think it, the change, was going to be this hard. Florida to Calgary, yep. I think I just have to put this year behind me just to reset mentally on Daryl. Daryl likes to push buttons to get you going. I've got nothing to say, really. Our relationship is good. Hmm. I completely lost my swagger this year. I didn't lose my talent in five months. Me and Daryl will figure it out and adjust some things. There's a lot of uh, taking the high road, it feels like, here, and then other guys just uh, one-word answers type stuff. Well, I... I mean, you know what, though? I'm going to say that I, I appreciate him saying that he's going to... He's taking some responsibility for his own play because it's very easy for him to go. I was, I struggled and it was hard and I didn't get the coach was you hard. Put fingers on me. everywhere. Yeah, I could like, only play on. I did, wasn't playing on the right. He way. didn't yeah. let me play. Yeah, I didn't get a, put in a position to succeed or what worded however he wants. Yeah. I do appreciate him taking. I mean, we'd love an open book if this. Well, his, his, but, his agents on Twitter. If you want the open book, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just, Insanity is yeah. doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. He, he will correct Huberto's quotes. For well, us. and I think that's probably a good example of the nice buffer an agent gives you. Jonathan can be, you know, diplomatic and, you know, take some blame. And the agent can say, hey, hey, now, these are the things that happened to my guy. I'm sticking up for my guy. It's not like necessarily unbiased when you hear anything from Alan Walsh, but I, I understand that relationship, how it works. And I've said it before, too. It, there, there's different ways you can look at it if you're Daryl. If you're Daryl, you can say, F this guy, quit bitching, quit whining, play. Or you can look at it and say, he's probably a key component yeah. if we're going to make the playoffs and have success. I need the 100-ish point guy Come as opposed on, to the 50-ish point yes. guy. So, yes, let's let down your guard a little bit. Let's work together, which is not real. I don't know that that's how he likes to operate, but I think maybe he's going to have to because success is good for everyone. What's the situation for all the other coaches? I don't believe uh, any of them have contract extensions, but it was sort of it was murky. The people that talked about that, I thought almost everyone in hockey ops was up this year, and then we heard that Conroy got an extension as well as uh, was it uh, Maloney? Maloney, thank you, the former Arizona GM, that they had extensions, which is kind of living security in a sense or insurance. So, and the reason I bring it up is because I'm like, Daryl's a head coach. Daryl won't run all the penalty kill and the power play and this and that. And does Huberto, who I think would be should be a power play specialist, yep, is there? Power he, play has lots of room for improvement. Exactly. And does he believe in the guy that's putting a power play plan out there? Or does he have influence on that sort of thing? Are they, are they considering changing those guys out? And is that a way of, of changing the coaching staff? 
I would think you have to look at who's running the power play and maybe you change who's got the duties. Maybe you bring someone in whose expertise is the power play. The personnel should work better than it did. I don't think anyone's expecting it to be the Oilers at one out of three, but they were what, like 24th in the league? That's not good enough. Like you've got a great couple finishers in Lindholm and Toffoli. Rasmus has a bomb from the point. You've got some playmakers and guys that are comfy in the net front. It should be better. They do, but then what's the other thing that we say about this group is they don't have finishers. They have one guy who's really a shooter. Well, I, I, again, and I'm not, I'm not debating. I'm just, what I'm saying is there's only so much a coach can do. You can come up with different schemes and plans. And but, you've talked about a lot. A lot of times it's just situational. You get out there, you need to react that moment to what is, what is being defended. And I'm just curious because they, they, we throw all of the mud on Daryl's abilities. And, and, and I think rightfully so for the most part. But Huberto, to me, should, again, be a power play specialist. And to be quite honest with you, if I'm running the power play and I have Huberto and I see him struggling, my conversation is, what do you want to do? What worked for you in the past? What Let's do break you down the tape. want to do? Because guess what? I'm not out there. You are. And let's let you have some say. And maybe they do do that. I have no clue. I just was pointing out that this might be another way of having change mm-hmm. in a positive way that if those guys don't have contracts anyway, it might be something that they're considering. Now, is there a situation I'm not that calling exists? for anyone's head. I yeah, I know. But where, let's just say it's Kirk Muller, where Kirk yeah. Muller sits down with Jonathan. Is like, let's, so what have you done in the past? How do we get this thing working? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need, usually on this side and not that side. That, how is that then received when Kirk Muller knocks on Daryl's door? Well, and says, hey, like, I, that's, that, then it's just like we said, if Daryl wants to be a tyrant and, and and just control everything and say, no, we only do it one way, well, can, enjoy next year because it's going to be very much like this one. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that would extend to the goaltending front. I think they're, they've got a pretty beefy goaltending staff. It's not one guy. They have yeah. a director of goaltending. They have a goalie coach. And then I get the sense that there's been frustration that at times they've wanted to deploy the goalies in a different manner, but Daryl's overriding them. I feel like the challenge for Daryl is to collaborate. And I think a look in the mirror for, you know, Huberto and Kadri and others is important, but Daryl's a, sh- a smart guy too. If he's saying th- we have to make these pieces work, he better be open to more collaboration with people that, you know, you've hired to do things. I wonder if you were to pump truth serum or even just sit down with a bottle of whiskey with Daryl, if that he would say, you know what? Serum. Yeah, I, whether it was the Jack Adams like we've speculated or talked about, if he would look back and say, yeah, that I, I tightened the vice too soon, too hard on this team. There I'd be so stunned many, if he didn't say that. So many, but I, I just don't know. Would he admit to that? Is this a guy now in his coaching career where he would say, I, I don't need, I, I can't do that. I don't need to do that. And clearly the way I did it didn't work for this group of players. Maybe I need to have a different tact. It's still the X's hopefully and O's remain allow, the same, but my approach changes. Hopefully you wouldn't allow your own stubbornness to get into the way of success. That's, that's the, the challenge. Only, right? Yeah. And how do you know? I mean, that's... Because I think we you, saw it... The other thing is you have to have a general. Yep. Right? Somebody yep. has to make the decisions and steer the ship and blah, 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 blah. Right? He has to point those people in the right direction or the direction that he wants this team to go. But you also have to have everyone 
buy in on it. You have to enable people to do the job. Yeah, you've yeah. got to have power. Let, them. Allow them to have ownership of, and want them. Yeah, to have ownership of it, right? Like, and I think he does. I think that's what he wants: is that the players to own their room and to have a bit of a Bruins scenario where he doesn't have to coach so much. Yeah, push some buttons, or, but really the room does most of the coaching. But it's hard. Bruins to are an see. interesting case study because they did change the coach. They and changed their the culture coach. is unquestionably the best in the league. So. And it was to a point last year where a guy didn't even come to the NHL and played in Europe because I'm not playing for that guy. I don't know that they're exactly the same, but I don't think they're very different. I mean, it's certainly a more yeah, Hall so, of Fame crew over there. I'm not suggesting the so Flames in, are a coaching change away from a 128-point season. But if we look back a year from now and said, man, it really was obvious they should have changed the coach, I don't know that that would surprise a lot of people. Yeah, and so, I mean, you're – You've got. You hope, <laughs> would, well, you would hope that there would be some self-reflection for everyone. Yeah, for everyone. There has to be. They missed yeah. expectations by such a wide margin. Last one I'll give you is uh, from Tafoli here, and then we'll do the Pinder report. Um, this was just more from Tafoli, who, uh, among all the other things that were said, Tafoli, uh, I've had a great experience in Calgary. I love Daryl and the city here. My wife loves it here. I want to get something done. I talked to Tree today. Definitely want to have some discussions. We'll see how it goes. That's positive. And that's a guy that was not blindsided by playing for Daryl Sutter. <laughs> he and knew exactly what he was getting when he arrived in trade, what, two Decembers ago, having won one of those two cups with Daryl? Yeah. And I don't want to be disingenuous, but it is also a guy who is like... Trying to get paid. Had a good year. Real I'd good. like to get paid as this 35-goal yeah. guy. Well, and <laughs> how many know? more contracts is he going to get? Exactly. Like, this is his last chance at a payday, no question. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, if we're going to if we're gonna take the, the negative comments the negatively, then yeah. that's... Well, and it's, again, guy knows Daryl. There's no surprises for Toffoli, I'd imagine. I doubt it. You don't what? That, that there were any surprises. Yeah, I'm okay. with you. You're agreeing. Because there, there was a video that started, I don't know why it was up now, but it was video from Daryl in the L.A. room yeah. over the years. <laughs> and it's, it's what you yeah. expect. Like, right, if you had played for Daryl and came back to Daryl, you'd be like, I know what I'm walking into. I'd, but the first time you had to be like, what? <laughs> you'd be somewhat prepared because everyone yes. will tell you how hard Daryl is to play for so and what kind of a coach. But I wonder if sometimes if it, when it gets personal, if it cuts a little harder, there'd be some guys. It'd be hard to hear that kind of criticism directly and in front of a team. Oh, for sure. There's lots of guys and lots of instances. But again, that's where the importance of the team comes in. Yeah. And you say, yeah, ignore that. We don't care about that. Like, what is the room done to to like combat said, there was, that? There was never any galvanizing that went on. We kept waiting. There was the fights and the hits in New York. There was Rasmus Sanderson. Which was brought hit. on by Truba, not no. anything. The but you could have used it for as a rallying cry. Yes. Rasmus gets hit by a truck. He didn't plan to get hit by a truck. You could have used it as a rallying cry. Markstrom has his kid, starts playing well. Could have used that as a rallying cry. We kept waiting. There was all kinds of opportunities. It was just silly for us to expect that this team that hadn't used any of them to actually rally around, that there finally would be one. I'll paraphrase. Rasmus Anderson was asked, uh, you know, after, since the accident, or how long was it after the accident that you started feeling normal? He says, I'll let you know when I start feeling normal. Jeez. I, again, we were led to believe at the time, kind of 
you know, somewhat quietly. He was very lucky that that yeah. whole thing was probably a little more dangerous and severe than we were led to believe or or could have been. Quick note on Toffoli. He'll turn 31 in 10 days. So I if just, you're signing a contract, you're signing a 31, a 32, a 33, a 34, a 30. It's not something they haven't been comfy doing. They just did it with Kadri and Uyghur and Huberto. Um and he's going to be a very attractive asset, but that's a serious decision to make because, of course, you want the player. Of course, you create a hole if you don't have him, but he's going to want term and total dollars because, again, he's 31 in 10 days. I sure as F ain't signing him this summer. No, I would neither. I think you, to, 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 to know what his number in is is great, but to your point all year, if he's – of expiring contract mid-season. That's a wonderful rental to take to the deadline if things aren't going well. Yeah, and is he doing 35 again? I don't know. It's all high if he is. Fuck. What, what would you just kind of throw at a number? What do you think, it, if it's a five- or six-year deal, what does it cost to get to full? I think term's probably a little lighter. Maybe it's like five and a half to six million bucks. You know, so at the end, say he comes back, has another great year, you're in the playoffs, you're not trading him. What does it cost you ne- next year? Is it? Eight million a year? Like I don't think so. Well, and if look, if he's if he's up at the end of next year, like at this time next year, yeah. you're negotiating against thirty one other GMs. It's not a contract you want for a thirty one year old. And he's another year older. Yeah, to your yeah. points. Yeah, this this summer's probably the, the sell high moment for him. It really is. Let's do the Pinder Report, a presentation of Village Honda up at the Northwest Auto Mall online at villagehonda.com. The all new redesigned Honda Accord, the twenty twenty three Honda Accord. And the new Honda Pilot. You like those doors. That's the one thing I noticed. And there's nothing like the sound when you... Like I said, it ends in an M. There's no thud, thump, whack. Paying top dollar for your vehicle. Million dollars to do it. It's the million dollar buy-in event. Get cash for your vehicle. Do it now. Up at the Northwest Auto Mall. Village Honda presents the Pinder Report. Well, we don't have any flames. Game to react to. Game to preview. You've already ripped through the quotes from exit meetings today at the Dome. That's what's going on there. we got a lot of NHL news, though, boys. The bracket is almost fully done. Uh, remember, we had one series set before yesterday's action, and I guess let's roll through what was supposed to be the last night in the NHL. And we'll start by saying goodbye to maybe the greatest captain in Chicago Blackhawks history, Jonathan Taves. Here he was last night getting misty. I think this is in warm-up even before the game started. Oh, no, this would be the post-game chat. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all Taves all night. They had him mic'd up for this, too. Cities is heart. Thanks so much. I love you. And uh, they announced that, yes, they will not be bringing back Jonathan Taves next season. I don't think he wants to play anymore. We'll there see. sure seems to be that, that sentiment. Hey, well, and if you're feeling done. the way he's felt the last two years, I get it. I How mean, many cups has he won? What's he three. going to prove? And he's going to go kick the piss out of his body for another three year cups, when it's already failing. And yeah. Go take six months off a year and move into management. I was going to say, what do you want to do? You want to scout? You want to coach? You want to be a GM? Yeah. Do you want to be on a TNT panel? I'll tell you what, <laughs> though. You it's, want, bud. It's, it's weird to think of, hit, of the Blackhawks without that guy. And oh, Kane, yeah. Kane. It's like, I got goosebumps for him. He's amazing. You just look at that 19 Taves, mm-hmm. the C, the jersey is so yeah, iconic. Take it off his back and start, right to the rafters. start lifting up it up. Well, and the other <laughs> thing you think about is, I mean, the Blackhawks have become very, you know, it, people are charged with the way about how they feel about the organization because of the heinous things that. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Happened there, uh, what, a decade ago. But if you did get a Bedard there, wouldn't that just be such a natural passing of the torch? Those two superstars leave as the next wave comes in. And I mean, if you're a Hawks fan, of course you want that. And if you're not a Hawks fan, of course you don't. But for the state of the NHL and their well-being, yes. it is great when the Hawks are good. It is great when of, the Hawks have superstars. That is a massive building. You a, don't see that often. A lot of times there's bad blood. Maybe you get traded. Yeah. For, for him, because I watched that last night and I watched it again this morning, he's, he looks to be very happy and good with all of it. And probably part of it is he knows his body can't do it anymore. He's probably had two years yeah. to come to terms with the fact that he's, I, I can't play at that level. That is a cool moment. Yeah. Not many. Yeah, you don't get that very often. Not many all-timers get to take that lap. That's true. And, and say goodbye to the fans. How did it end with Gio? Because we know they didn't trade him. They lost him in Spanish. Was there fans there or not? I don't even remember. I don't think there was. Uh, I don't think so. Let's go to Craig Anderson. He uh, did say after the game, this was it. And how did it end? Well, it was Craig Anderson getting a win for the Sabres. What a season they've had. That's your OT winner. Against his old squad. Yeah, and you'll see that coming up as Anderson. It's uh, Middlestad, I believe. No, someone, Whoever scores the winner. It is Middlestad. He kind of like turns to look and he's like, oh, no, we're going to Craig. Like we're not celebrating the goal. We all go to go get Anderson, the old That's man. Cool. And uh, you'll love this, right? You noted it was against his old team, Ottawa. Wait till the – and they, they love this. How good is this? Like you talk about culture in the room here and – we don't know everything. You could tell the Sabres crew has had the fucking time of their lives this season. Yeah, they did. And they were so close. They, they'd only been eliminated with, what, game 81 got them? Like, that's God. buckle up next year. All those expectations now, though, right? Yeah, that's true. They were able to fly under the radar, be young and dumb and full of vigor. Full of, hmm, it doesn't um, run. Craig Anderson, by the way, if you need him, just uh, turning 42 next month. That's that's an L for those of us that have comfort in people being older than us still in this league. Losing Craig, <laughs> oh boy. And is it worse that he was a goalie? I mean, you got to be, better or worse? Be really I don't know. Athletic. You I can't, don't know. You're not striding. You know around. what is maybe impressive for me is that when you think of a guy like Char, you're like Hall of Famer, like amazing. You think of Chelios, Hall of Famer, played forever, amazing. Anderson had some years that were great, but he was kind of like that middle of the pack guy a lot of his career. It wasn't like he was this star that just hung on forever. Yeah, he'd have he a kept big grinding as a middle of the pack guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there it is. The Senators come out and give him some love as well. And Alex, uh, I'm sure, just shedding tears at his home in Ottawa watching this. 435 games played, over 200 wins. Career 914, that's pretty damn tidy. 28 clean sheets. All right. Former flame. Wash your own damn sheets. Was he drafted by them? He was. Oh, my God. Let's move. Uh, while some say goodbye, others say hello. Say hello to the third member of the Hughes family, Rhett. Luke recorded his first NHL point last night. Now, the other guys are little pukes, and they're great skaters. Luke, a big boy. First NHL goal last night for the Devils. I think he's like 6'2 or 6'3 D-man. Quinn, obviously... On the slighter side in Vancouver, and Jack, not confused with a giant, 
Luca big boy and plays D. Hmm? See the goal? Uh, I don't have the goal, but I, you? please walk us through it. As a right, comes in, skates around the D. He's going to cut to the net. The defenseman cuts him off behind the net. Wrap around. Oh, oh, yeah. Skill. Hughes boys are good. Someone should collect the Hugheses. What do you need to get Quinn Hughes out of yeah. Vancouver? Hmm. Uh, we'll keep moving on. Calgary boy. We talk about quiet 40-goal seasons, 30-goal seasons. Braden point 50. No sweat. 50. 50 last good night. you, Braden. Holy Jesus. shit. And like I don't know, like if you're a Calgary kid, is there someone better to look up to than Braden Point? Like everyone that's ever worked with him, been around him, raves about the human, no ego. Nope. It's awesome. He's good role model. Rep in the city. Uh, you'll like this retro. Now this happened all year to the Flames, Dean. That you, you, you a player, you're like, huh? Never seen this name before. And then hours later, I should have bet that guy would score his first goal against the Flames. I believe one of them was, who's this Parson in centering the top line for Nashville this year? And it yeah. wasn't his first goal. He'd had off to a great start. But Yeah, uh, I, wear the, I wear that one because I was going through, who the, who the fuck is you so Parson in? And then I was like, I think he was a high pick for them. I know, like a seventh rounder. Okay, well, here's Parson in last night. Watch the magic from the rookie. Little zip. Zing. Between the legs, top cheese, and this is even the best. Watch the shrug. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Play it again. It's it's no the, big deal. the goal is spectacular. The celly's even better. Yeah, there. And legs. this is Nashville playing out the stretch, boys, and they are loving it in Tennessee. Yeah. No Ekholm. <laughs> so good. No Johansson. No Janot. No Yossi. Sports is fun. No Duchesne. And just, yeah, the kids are still going to try our asses off. Yeah. <laughs> That was almost like that Merrick Malik in the shootout. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what it, I mean, what else was I supposed to do? What were you at? waiting for? Yeah. I'm going to about time they called my number. Uh, finally, he did it again, boys. An 82-game season for Phil Kessel. <laughs> the thrill. <laughs> you didn't think he was going to deal last summer. Now, you also said you wondered if Phil wanted to play again, but he's done it again. This is unbelievable. Not for a bad team, a division-winning team. Holy shit, 11 years he's played all 82. 11 seasons. And the Flames were in they that were mix, in the mix right near the end yes. when Kessel was picking teams. They were just a fill away. They were I'm sure he would have loved away. to play for Daryl. <laughs> Similar minds. I could shoot he it. wouldn't have been rattled by Daryl. No, he's no. water off a duck's back <laughs> with that cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the last night of full slate of games. We have two that had to be postponed, got moved to tonight. There are some ramifications for those. We'll get to those. But today, Pittsburgh, Cleans House, Brian Burke, gone. Ron Hextall, gone. Assistant GM, Chris Pryor, gone. Uh, this was a tough year for the Penguins. We knew their stars were aging and old and got extended last summer. But it was more than that. They didn't get the goaltending. They made some questionable deadline moves. And uh, they also, also didn't move their first rounder, which are y'all in or y'all out here? Like, are you, uh, maybe that's the rational play, but just never felt like Hextall with an old. That's aging. a tough spot. It is a really tough spot. It's a tough spot. What do you do with that group, right? Well, you you're capped out and it's, yeah, you're the, old. But you're old. You're, you're superstars. You superstars. You, you got to try them. and win, but you probably see you're not really that close to yeah. winning, right? Like, the right move would be, hey, you guys want to go help someone else? That Malkin to L.A. rumor could finally be true after 15 years. Uh, Anaheim parting ways with Dallas Akins, the former Leafs assistant, Edmonton head coach, 
San Diego Gulls head coach, then moved up in that Anaheim organization. And Rhett Warner, teammate. That's right. Teammate, yeah. yeah. A road biker. Loves biking. Rented by Keenan's place, yeah. Pompano Beach. Uh, he was not fired. It was uh, the deal rolls off the books this year, and he's not coming back. And Pat Verbeek, a new GM, will get to pick his first head coach. Not surprising. And Pat Verbeek and his team also in the driver's seat for Conor Bedard as they finish last in the NHL. Hawks had a really bad year. They were even bad at being bad. They finished 31st. In the 13 standings. regulation wins. Oh, mm. 13 regulation wins. Minus 129. I like this from Dimitri. They certainly understood the assignment. <laughs> My goodness. 13 regulation wins in 82 games. Hoof. It's, I, I, it's a hoof. And I believe they were 1-1-1 one, one, and one against the Flames. I was going to say, I know there's one, one of them was against the Flames. So. Fuck. I know that was an extra time. Could have been 12. Oh, no, was one, right? Okay, uh, we'll keep moving. Here are your matchups in the East. They're finally set. This was uh, midway through the night last night in the NHL. The East finals came in, and we have our bracket on that half figured out. Got to like it. Bruins against Panthers. Atlantic Division foes. Panthers coming in hot. Bruins haven't not been hot this year. They've been an absolute wagon. Highest point total and win total in NHL history. That could be a fun series. Not a lot of wild cards you'd love, but Florida was one of those teams we thought could have won that division and started looking like mm-hmm. the team they should have been all year coming down the stretch. Leafs-Tampa, we've known about forever in the Metro. Canes against Islanders. That's interesting. Two defensively built, geared, and focused clubs. And then Devils-Rangers. It's the Hudson River rivalry. Oh, one baby. of the better ones in the NHL when it's great, Rhett. I love the proposition of two greater New York teams. That would be fun to attend. Fans traveling back and forth. There'll be some brouhaha's and uh, <laughs> oh, man. MSG scraps in the five. third deck. Love it. God. Yeah. As for the West, still things to sort out. There are two series set. It's all the Pacific Division stuff. A win last night from Vegas got them top spot. They held off the charging and surging Oilers who won nine straight to close the season. It will be Edmonton, L.A., as the 2-3 matchup in the Pacific. It's a rematch from last year's seven-game series. series. And I would sell you, Rhett, that both teams have improved since last year. The Kings added Kempe. They've changed their goaltending mix. And the Oilers have gone from blame your defenseman when you let one in from 135 feet, Mike Smith, to rookie backup turned savior, Stuart Skinner. And it's a career year for basically all their forwards, and McDavid is a god. This could be fun. Kings had that. 12 game point streak going and then mm-hmm. they played Edmonton and I think they lost but I Twice remember watching that yep. it was one hell of a game they split the season series two wins each LA won twice in the fall Oilers won twice in the spring and they were low scoring affairs in the spring mm-hmm. that was impressing me from an Edmonton perspective yeah they can win 7-6 but they won 2-1 and 2 nothing, I believe over the Kings in the last month of the season the other matchup we know Vegas winning the division has them against a wild card they'll get Winnipeg I yeah, um, Vegas, impressive they win the division. No stone. Their third and fourth string goalies, probably the guys they use the most all year. And Hellebuck's at the other end, so you can't say Winnipeg doesn't have a chance. And they actually showed a little more moxie in the last week of the season. Huh. I would like to think Winnipeg's a better team than where they finished off. And you know what? Midway through the year, they're leading that division. I think there's some merit to what you said there for sure. Uh, bad news for the Avs. They can wrap up top seed in the Central Division tonight. They play Nashville, but what they won't be able to do is have Gabriel Landeskog on their roster for the postseason. He was supposed to be back around Christmas, 
And then it just kept later and later and later. And then people stopped talking about it. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised that his lingering issue is still lingering and is an issue. So much so he won't What kind play. of effing injury you got to have in today's world that you out for a whole year? Is it, I believe what knee surgery I we're talking it something was, like that. But I mean, if if you're out for a year because of knee surgery, like not ideal. Are you done forever because of knee surgery? Because that feels like okay, we don't want to rush it, sure, but a year. Yeah. Hmm. And he did play a lot last spring, as you see there. Twenty games in the postseason last year, over a point per game, a monster piece of that cup run last year. That's a big hole for the Avs all year, but heading into the postseason now. Uh, Finally, here's what they need to do tonight to get first. Avalanche can clinch the Central Division title and a first-round matchup with Seattle if they beat the Predators in any fashion. Uh, Dallas will take over top spot in the Central if they lose. Seattle's waiting, or you've got Winnipeg if you're the two-seed. I thought you said Winnipeg was playing Vegas. Sorry, did I say Minnesota? Minnesota's the three seed. Seattle's the wild card. My apologies. And, uh, well, we it takes – you ever been to parts of the world where news just gets there a little bit slower, like time zones are Saskatoon? Off? Yeah, maybe when, you know, music in Manitoba growing up, you're like, that record came out. It takes a few months before Prince it gets into rotation. Albert. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. And it's harder with the internet these days, but I think mm. news just trickling over to Australia that the NHL's going to play some games there yeah. next season and – I mean, we do have an Australian correspondent, do, yeah. so sound up. Let's ho- head over to our pal, Ozzy Brad, oh who was into it in the man cave last night. <laughs> boom, boom. Bender. Great guy. You boys fucking best believe. We've come up with the goods down here in Melbourne, Victoria. We've fucking got a game. <laughs> now, you need a fucking book in you fucking three cunts. You're coming downtown. You're coming to Victoria. Coming to Melbourne, Narry East, Mankay, Aussie Brad, fucking straight up on September next year. I've cooked 2024. <laughs> fucking bang boy. Get on it. Hey, that came in this morning, which would have been the wee hours, and the goose was getting cooked thoroughly. That's I think we have to maybe I, we've got a place to stay. This option somewhere in all that Australian language. He did invite us to the state of Victoria, to yeah. Melbourne, and to the man cave just outside of Melbourne, where he filmed that video. Clearly, uh, under the influence of just excitement that the NHL is coming to Australia, whether that's twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. I'm bad with calendars. Year, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, any excuse to go to Melbourne's good, but this one looks deadly. Yeah, we're running out of excuses not to go. And what is it? Uh, Trigger, the dog running around That's there? That's right. You yeah. got to see Trigger, too. see Trigger in the man cave. Trigger, yeah. Boy, these. Remember when we started doing this and when <laughs> the F-bombs would kind of make <laughs> you cringe a little bit? Now it's just like, yeah, let See it. how soft those C's have gotten? That's just... You uh, don't even notice. It just rolls off it. the tongue with that accent. Yeah. Don't try that here. You're in Australia, let them rip. <laughs> Finally, uh, Major League Baseball made some good rule changes. How many times the leagues try to tweak stuff and you're like, this isn't working. This is idiotic. This is a waste of our time. Well, it's working in baseball. Pace of play, they've shaved off half an hour. Uh, batting average is up. Stolen base is up. Runs up. So it's a shorter, more exciting game. Uh, I, I don't know that this commissioner's done a lot that deserves kudos. This is one thing. Real changes are working, boys. I like it. Yep. It's been good. They should try it in uh, golf. And, oh, my God. Ooh. Nice to see good people get rewarded, right? Like we always say better people than us. Kid Sports going to co-host an event with us tonight. We'll be chatting with Kevin soon. Like better people than us, Dean. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes good people do get rewarded in the end for holding out. Uh, noted wonderful human Dan Snyder uh, bought the uh, Washington Redskins at the time and now the football club and then the commanders. Uh, $800 million in 99. 24 years later, that's not English, uh, $6 billion. Mm. So it's about eight times what he paid 25 years. That's, uh, These are tough lessons to learn. Yeah. I mean, because he, he was a deplorable human. His practices were just the scorn of everybody in the NFL. He's a bit of a Richard, a wealthy your, Richard. Take your billions and go think about what you've done. All six of them. Go get on your yacht, fly your helicopter to your yacht yeah. and disappear for six months. Yeah, land that helicopter on your yacht and you be. go traipse around the Mediterranean for three months and think about what you've done. Okay? Come back. Scandally clad models on the bow. You learn your lesson. We expect to hear what you've learned, Mr. That's right. Mr. Man. And finally... Uh, Rhett kind of comes and goes, you know, like he's here, he's there. He likes this team. He doesn't like that team. I do it this way. I do it that way. I I have a dog. I don't have a dog. He's back into dogs. And we've got this video of him training his, his new dogs. I I think this is Buffalo from earlier, but isn't this amazing? (laughs) Look at this. It's all part of a musical routine and he's a dog guy again. Like skipping with dogs, let her rip again. That's good stuff. That's really good. How buddy. did you get them to do that, Red? That wow. is wild. You've got to spend time with your animals. I'm looking. That doesn't look like Calgary skyline. That's got to be. Buffalo. It's got to be Buffalo. Yeah, with especially the power power lines overhead. Yes, is that what we're looking for at? Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that's the ringing in your ears. <laughs> that's Spinner Report. Yeah, there you go. Good to you. He'll be taking the dog back. Yeah. You know, if he comes back, we don't know when that's happening. Where'd you get that long of a jump rope? Oh, you got long arms, long rope. <laughs> Village Honda presents the Pinder Report, Northwest Auto Mall, villagehonda.com online. Turn your vehicle into cash today during the million dollar buy-in event. They'll buy yours even if you don't buy theirs. Sellers receive a tropical cruise for two exclusively at Village Honda, your dealership for life. I was going to not laugh and then I looked at Jack in the corner trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> you screwed that guy last night, eh? How did I screw? Oh, uh, what are you oh, talking the, about? Yeah, you pulled Seattle? his name and then... Uh, oh, we were at an event and then we pulled Seattle. the name for somebody to win. He wasn't there. He was out having a test drive. We in... did canvas the crowd if they thought we should take another name. It was not a boomocracy. We pulled the audience. It was good. I feel bad for that guy. I don't. Love <laughs> Where are you? Barn burner. Dropping a deuce? <laughs> we're making draws. And he really did miss out. That oh, nice yeah. little afterburner t-shirt. Or That's right. It was. Yeah. Guy wants to win. Um, just kind of keeping an eye. World Championships. Tyler Toffoli right. and Jonathan Huberto have been extended invites. I think Rieger would too, right? They are going to decide okay. whether or not that's the when case. When and where? It's in Riga, Latvia this year. Oh, I've been. I have too. It's a wonderful place. Mackenzie Weger has accepted there you his go. invite, so he will go to the Worlds. Now, remember Manjapani and Stetcher. We're yeah. on the world. Remember those? That's right. They hooked up for a lot of offense. There. Two years ago, because Manj would have been ago. busy last year, or did he arrive yeah. late and then go on that tear? I think it was two years ago, yeah. but I'm old. Either way. Old and forgetful. Aren't we all? So, yeah, and we may hear more. As, uh, Rasmus Anderson was obviously invited. He's not going because of uh, the injuries that he sustained. He's going to try and get better and all of that. So, um, hmm. McLeod Law. I found some stuff. You get, you get ready. I need you to focus because I 
lawyer jargon? I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> no, 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 about no, lawyer no, jargon. No, no, no. They're Calgary based and they love going down memory lane with they Calgary love stuff. Going down memory lane. Um, Locals. Proud of their roots, big part of their long standing client relationships. They understand the city, the people in it, and the way things work, just like the communities that they serve, McLeod Law. Their team, varied and diverse, sharing a commitment to making a positive impact on the city of Calgary. See them tonight, by the way. That'll be fun. See you tonight. Austin and Peter and the crew. Love it. No, I just need to do, because uh, I'm just realizing the, uh, the paper that I put the prep on is uh, still on my computer at home, so I'll just <laughs> give, it, uh, give it one of these. But uh, you know, we can start uh, Mark Giordano. Let's go back a Mark Giordano goal here. Back when he was still a member of the Calgary Flames, and this one kind of... Oh, remember? Makes me cringe. Doesn't it? Mm. For those that aren't watching, there's tarps on the seats. They're in Montreal. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, back when... You're right. Like, thank goodness those days are gone. But a uh, little, little geo for you here. Moving the puck around, comes back to the point, And he was, you know, go. he was good. At finding a way to get it through. Well, let that thing in sometimes. Kind of miss that. Back you know? to Geo Left Point winds, fires, huzzing. April 14th of 2021. How about that? Passed Al McKinnis with wow. his 23rd game winning goal by a Flames defenseman. 4 1 victory that night at the Bell Center. That was shitty Habs team went all the way to the Cup final. They sure did. How the fuck is that? <laughs> there you Man. go. Look at that. Uh, now, this is not so much Calgary, but there is a, a Calgarian who's having, or there's a kind of a flames tie about a, about a birthday. But as I was looking at the birthdays, a former teammate of yours is having a birthday today. Mm-hmm. I believe you call him uh, the Bimbo? Frankie Bannum? Frankie Bannum is having wow, a birthday today, wow. Retro. That's... There he is. Did not play a lot. No. Tell me about Frank... Uh, no, that's that's not uh, Frank Bantam. That's, that's uh, no, Bonton Meats. No. No, <laughs> that's, that's Greg, Greg Keller. Play, no, Greg. Nice there we go. That's, Did Greg play? In the there's league? Frank Bantam. Yeah. So you played with him in Saskatoon, one of the greatest uh, lines in junior high, in Blades history. I would Blades think. Blades history. Yeah. yeah Who sure. was on the line? Wilm. Clark okay. Wilm. Oddly enough, and Mark Mark Dales, <laughs> who I saw yes last weekend. Wow. Hanging out with Forbesy. Colin Forbes. So Frankie was, you have to be old enough to realize that there's been a change in talent level mm. for kids these days. Yeah. Frankie was a new wave talent or the, this era of talent back then. Wizard with the puck. Wizard. He is 40. Zipped around, could skate. Unbelievable. 48 today, six foot, 187. But you go back to Saskatoon. As a rookie, scored 29, then in 65 games had 28, followed by 50 and then 83 goals. Oh, 83. Jeez. That's a lot. 83 goals. Holy shit. In the 95-96. DL had 61 goals and 120. <laughs> like, it's a good line. It's a good line. And, and then Wilm Wilm almost 49, 50? 49 and 110. Clark Wilm almost scored 50. Can't yeah. believe he didn't get 50. So what did he look like as a junior? Because those of us who only saw him in the NHL, you're like, this is a plumber. This is a fourth line banging crash. Like, what? Would, how do you score almost 50? You're just smarter than everyone out there. Yeah. yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we'll do this one before we go, because this is kind of one of your buddies or one of your former teammates, Frank Bantam, having a birthday. Another one of your former teammates is having a birthday today. 
the the large human, the big human. Really? The big human? Jason Weimer. Oh, the boy, Weem look dog. Out. Look I, out. I cobbled together some uh, some Jason Weimer here for oh. you. Now he remember he was a first round draft pick. Go ahead, you can play it. First round draft pick. And I remember watching a It was kind of a back like behind the scenes, I think it was called the original Ice Age or something, and it was a conversation between Phil Esposito, who was then the GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Mm -hmm. and Mike Milbury, who was the GM of the New York Islanders, and Milbury was doing everything he could to try and get his hands on Jason Weimer. He's like, so what's what's the deal we're talking about again? Espo asks, so Milbury's like, well, I'm giving you this, this, and and Weimer, and this, oh, no, I can't can't change Weimer, oh, no, no, because he truly was. Socks. Six foot, whatever, 200 and whatever, tough, scored goals. You thought that this guy was in that Lindros. Power forward. Kind yeah, of and it was that era. Right? Yeah, big time. The problem for Weems probably was the fact that he would go and just toss. With anyone? Yeah, yeah. Now, toss the Dukes. Now watch this one that's coming up here. Um, not a Lady Bing candidate. Right. Uh, Love it. I know what's coming. For you do know what's coming. This one is really good. Um, there's a body on the ice. What's, what is happening? Yeah, what this somebody corpse is. just somebody, went sliding through. What's Darcy that about? Tucker? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Darcy Tucker. No. He, he oh, looks no. like he's out. Phony. No wonder he's his brother was so mad at us a couple years ago. It. Look at this. He looks like he's out. What possibly could have happened? Because the camera angle didn't show us. Uh, Give him some smelling salts. Wake him up here. We need some context. Well, there's Weimer. Oh, he's in the penalty box for for something. So here's Tucker and Weimer getting into it in the corner. Play comes down the ice. Tucker's in pursuit of Weimer, who then decides, I'm going to give you one of these. Oh. Slid the butt end out of the, the butt end out of the glove. (laughs) <laughs> and oh. and placed it right on the chin. Those. Watch the look here. Watch the look. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess, yeah, I'm getting tossed. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, yeah, I deserve that one. Yeah, I probably yeah. deserve that one. Those are the dark arts right there, fellas. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> There's Tucker's wife. She's very concerned. She's very concerned. The crowd is just booing the shit out of Weaver here yeah, on I this get one. that. Yeah. This is really good. Uh, watch it one more time. <laughs> Boom. Oh. Certainly didn't knock him out. Yeah, he helped sell that, but it was indeed a butt end. You don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. You kids. gotta hate Tucker. Like he would have been such a weasel. Would have hated Tucker since junior. Right? Okay, like, so that goes way back. All right, goes yeah. way back. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe Tucker, if he personal injury lawyer, maybe that's what he needed. You need more than you that. Got to hold him a cloud long. I mean, first the doctor, then you get your oh, injury lawyer. Good buddy, course is gonna take care yeah, of Shane, brother-in-law. Shane Mack, the Muskoka crew or whatever they called them back then. McLeod Law, Peter Klein, an expert in, uh, in, the, fields of, uh, in the field of personal injury, taking care of everything for you, your legal, your insurance, your medical claims, you focus on your recovery, and McLeod Law will take care of the rest. McLeod-Law.com, a great partner of ours, a great Calgary business. See him tonight? You betcha. I'm excited about that. Speaking of tonight, it is, uh, it's a big event. It is our playoff draft the Barnburner inaugural playoff draft in support of kids sport. Can't wait. And like so much we do, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. We're very pleased to be joined by uh, the CEO. Oh. I didn't realize the CEO of kids. Sport. He's at the dome. Look, you can see in the background. I know. Well, I said he's I I know, he's busy. I've got kids here. Yeah. I'm helping kids here. It's Kevin Webster, the CEO of kids sport Calgary. Hi, Kev. How are you, buddy? 
Hey guys, how are you? Doing great. Well, we're just over here at the uh, at the casino. We're going to be setting up some tables and tablecloths and stuff here shortly. Putting all the work in. Putting all the work. You know us, right? Hands on. <laughs> I'll I'll show up when it's all ready, if that's okay. Actually, Rhett called dibs on that. <laughs> <laughs> so now, before we get it, what were you doing? You were because you were at the dome doing stuff with the Roughnecks. Is that correct? Yeah, we were wrapping up the uh, Ascent Consulting Christian Del Bianco's Assist for Kids program. So Christian Del Bianco's the Roughnecks goalie. Every assist he goals, Ascent Consulting gives uh, $500 to kids sport. So, you know, it's maybe seems a goalie assist, but uh, Christian's leading the league in assists. Wow. And is, uh, I think, five away from the all-time NLL record. So he's got 18 assists on the year. Um, so today we did a check presentation for $9,000 from Ascent Consulting and, uh, yeah, really cool program. Bill and the guys at Ascent are amazing and Christian's, uh, such a great, uh, advocate for kids sport and just a great, uh, athlete and what he does as a, as a tender for the Roughnecks. Well, we need to thank you for your efforts, uh, with our event, um, it might not be happening if it were not for you uh, <laughs> might. Grabbing, grabbing a hold of the horns on this thing and, and, and getting it done. From, from your perspective, I guess, because we've talked about it, it, there was so much enthusiasm, and, and we're very fortunate, right? We're very lucky to have that. But people who were in it previously at our old place, what they wanted back in, and some of our sponsors wanted back in. So it was, it was sold out very quickly. It's a good problem to have, obviously, but we're, we're going to be a jam-packed event tonight, which bodes well for kids' sport, we're hoping. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. Any event that you don't have to worry about selling it um, is the key, and that's you guys have a great group of followers and uh, want to be at these things and be part of it. We've seen this event. Uh, everyone wants to be part of the playoffs, and everyone loves doing fantasy drafts. So to get everyone in the room and make it, like their own actual draft room and uh, set up their war tables and come to the podium to make their picks. Everyone's super excited. And uh, that, that showed with uh, their support for kids sport early on as they all battled out to see who could uh, have first choice at draft picks. A um, little over, I think $13,000 already wow. raised just through that fundraising lunch, um, which is amazing. So yeah, can't wait for tonight. Looking forward to seeing all 16 teams and, um, watching you guys take to the podium and get things kicked off just after seven tonight as uh, everyone's super excited to, to be part of this. Kev has to do lots of speaking and things like this. And we, Rhett, we've been talking about his massive social anxiety. That he has. Do you have any tips for public speaking for Rhett? <laughs> I've seen Rhett speak at some of these events before. I don't think social anxiety is uh, is a concern, but we, we can chat ahead of time, Rhett. I think sometimes these things are best discussed privately. <laughs> Appreciate that, Kevin. I agree with you. <laughs> Tell us a bit about kids' sport. I, I kind of fumbled it and kicked it around earlier because you had been saying about how how many kids you've been helping. It's It's been a good year for kids' sport, but it's had to have been. Obviously, it's early in 2023, but it's it's had to be good just with everything. Prices goes up or going up in everything, groceries. We, we don't need to get into it, but there will be some families who maybe didn't need financial aid or didn't. A year ago, suddenly with kids, multiple kids in sports, yeah, we could use some help. I guess just tell us about how it's going for kids sport. I know it's going well, but it needs to be going well. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, this is 2019 was our kind of last real year, and 2023 is showing us quickly that there's more families than ever 
um, that need our help. We're on a record pace. Uh, we just surpassed 2,000 kids funded. Um, just the other day, almost $700,000 out the door and another 800 kids uh, have prov been provided no-cost equipment through our Flame Sports Bank. Um, so we're on a record pace. Um, we want to be there to support every family that needs us as we you know, see a full season of sport now return um, and open those doors to whatever sport opportunity that family may have. We don't want households um, who have many other challenges uh, worrying about sport and the possibility that their kids may not be playing. So that's what we're here for. Um, our programs are running at an all-time high and it's going to be events like this that uh, allow us the ability to continue to say yes to those opportunities for, for every kid in our community that needs it. If there is a family who might be listening or watching or a parent that, that is, is hearing this, this story, it's like, yeah, I, I, could, I could really use some help for, for some registration fees and some financial aid. What's, what's the best way for them to go about it? Kidsport.ca slash Calgary. They'll find us there. There's a big button on the top that says apply for assistance. Um, all our contact information is there, and uh, we, would, we would love to have the conversation and see how we can help them. Um, get through some tough times and make sure that sports always going to be something their kids can enjoy. We're happy to be back with you. I'm excited it, for tonight. It was it's one of the blast. things we always kind of, at least starting this new thing that we're doing here, whatever this thing is, we, we did put one of our focus and, you know, one of the things, the aims is we want to give back. Let's give back even more than we have in the past. So we felt good about the Christmas campaign and we feel good about this one. We're six months in and, we're up and rolling. We want to thank you for, again, you, you help us, we help you. I hope this is the start of something big and long, and we're doing this for years and years. Yeah, can't wait for tonight, guys. You guys have been huge supporters and uh, love being uh, working alongside you and uh, look forward to seeing a room full of uh, lots of great people again tonight that want to do good for our community. So we're, we're thrilled to be part of it, and we appreciate you guys reaching out to us to make sure we could be. Awesome. I have a plan for you tonight. Oh, I, good. I'm, I'm hoping you're up for it. I'm, uh, no. Okay, good. I'm not going to follow your script. Kevin go. and I are going to talk off air. There you go. Thanks, Kev. Bye, Kevin. Oh, I can see there him. goes Kevin. Kevin's uh, busy. See him tonight. Oh, there there he is. Is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye, Kev. Bye, we'll see you tonight, Thanks, pal. Kev. There you go. Kevin Webster, CEO of Kidsport Calgary. Again, tonight, because we are here at the Grey Eagle and Resort Casino today, tonight is going to be our inaugural event, the, uh, the playoff draft. 16 teams, tables of eight, food, beverage, fun. Maybe we slide down the hall. I was going to say, I might have to go. There's also some sneaky prizing along the way, some fun little uh, things that aren't in the... Hit me. Hit me. What did you call it? <laughs> Playing the keyboard? <laughs> Playing the piano. Bing, 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 bing. Remember Homer? Hit me, 20. Hit me, 21. Hit me, 22. <laughs> no! <laughs> Kid sport, good stuff. And again, you saw it there on, kind of on the logo, it was incorporated in uh, paybuilt.com. Jumping in and you talk about kids, thousands of kids, hundreds of kids. That's a big, going to be a big... Big help from paybuilt.com. We really appreciate them coming in. We've been telling you about it. It's If you're a small business, if you're a big business, then this is something you, you look into paybuilt.com because, again, I'm not a business owner, but I'm guessing when I hear things like debit card and credit card charges and things that go wrong with your online 
customers trying to buy things and pay for things online, whether it's Interac or credit cards, it's, it could be a nightmare. Spewing purchases? What the, come on now. More payment options for your customers or guests at checkout just means higher conversions, increased satisfaction, reduced chargeback risk. It's safer than sharing debit card information. Do it for yourself. Do it for your customers. Get paybuilt.com on board. 70% of carts online are sitting with stuff in them and the customers haven't gone through with the purchase a lot of times because they're just not comfortable with those payment options. Take the pain out of payments with paybuilt.com, whether you're a small or large business, whatever you're doing. So thank you, Paybuilt. Look at Corey Sarch on that team even. Blades, you're the 95, 96. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny. I was talking. I was uh, communicating with Corey Sarich. I asked him, do you want to come on? He said, you know what? I'm moving. It's what? Just, it's crazy. I said, I feel like you've been moving for five say, years. You're building a home, moving, moving. I said, is this some bullshit? Every time I, I talk to you about no, doing stuff, no, you're, you're moving? Is that just your... Continual upgrade. He's here's boom, boom, give him the, the moving excuse. He realizes he's got enough money to build again, and then he's like, oh, well, I, I still got, got lots of money. money. I'll build another one. That's what it is. It's moving all the money. Yeah. Trust the bank, the house Sarge. just to hold the... Yeah. Freaking coffee cans buried in the backyard full of hundos. <laughs> like narcos. But I think what... Had the house... What was going to build the house, started building the house, then they sold the house that they were in, moved to the rental house, moving out of the rental house, now to the other house. Oh, my God. Punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. It's no fun. But, you know, Sarchi, oh, I got so many steps in today. This is just great. He's a bit Conroy-esque. Really. He is a bit Conroy-esque. And Rick Gear too. Those guys still moving. Yeah, he texts me. He's playing in some hockey tournament. What the hell is he doing? Doing. Someone's going to hurt him just trying to impress their pals. clappers at the yeah. goalie's ear. The problem, that's the thing, though. He's in shape. So, like, for me, if I got mad at someone, I wouldn't be able to do anything because I couldn't catch them. Or, these guys are in shape. you got to look out. You know what this guy did? Now, turnabout is fair play. Mm, turnabout, what time? Eh. When we talk about outdoor dental, yeah, I like to find the videos. I need to go see outdoor dental. I know you do bit my lip i need a stitch i'm not sure that's exactly what they specialize in but say you know um, they'll probably figure it out for you but no i've been doctor not a dentist i get some video of rhett you know falling asleep or sleeping or whatever yeah now he sent a video and look at he caught me sleeping (laughs) oh boom i'll take a listen (laughs) here dear that goatee's a good look for you yeah i took i I took it off (laughs) Why do I love these things? How did you get this video of me? Your significant <laughs> other, I asked. Yeah, just I just to, was laying yeah. on the couch and yeah. Jeez. weird that I got my reading glasses on. <laughs> wow, you're Must have had a book there. I'm a big reader. Your, fell on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Such a big NHL reader. record and guidebook. You're just flipping through <laughs> like Ken right. Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outdoor dental. Don't be like me. Stop sawing logs, Dino. Look at my kids are having... Poking yeah. you. Look at this bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real funny. Yeah, yeah. Tired, trying to get some sleep here. Don't even be poked, kids. Got the draft tonight. I gotta go to. Please leave. Rubbing my bald head. Damn it. <laughs> Snoring treatments. Two 15-minute treatments increase the tension in the soft palate at the back of your throat, the back of your mouth. Reduces snoring. It's non-surgical. It's pain-free. It allows you to have better sleep more sleep, thus changing your life. And chances are some people around you that maybe are within earshot of you when you're snoring 
like me in this uh, in this video. They also, it's of course, full full service dentistry. They've got the Solea laser. That's how this all works. No no drills. Not picking in a way. You know, hammers. It's going to the future. Saws and stuff. Pain free, comfortable, relaxing. Back to your work day in a matter of moments. Outdoor.dental. Dr. J. Patel, truly leading, you know, just leading the field in this stuff. Two 15-minute treatments, Rhett. That's all it takes. Well, you should stop in. I guess I should. Delaying. You get a lot of appointments. Like this is waking me up. Yeah. Oh, how come you're so irritable all the time? Well, I got people poking me in the Can't head. Can't even get some good sleep. Got people poking me in the head. I wonder who's a cranky jerk. <laughs> What do you got going on this afternoon? Your play I got to dump kids at oh. uh, a badminton lesson and then probably go for a swim and then I got to get all jazzed up for the big event tonight. I know. What about you? Got to put on my TV wig. Well, I'm not going swimming. No. Well, badminton? You're playing some no, pickleball? Uh, Ooh, pickleball would be good, good today. Yeah, like nice that. day. Like get out there. Mm-hmm. Smack it around. Sure. What you don't need to do is go for an afternoon pike today. There's a That's lot of that I, in your future. It feels like I want to because it up. looks oh, nice. Sunny, but yeah. I don't know. It's the weekend. And there, you saw the photos there a little bit earlier, and I, I grabbed those online. We tell you about Bonton Meads. Yeah. And 1921, long time ago, is, is when things start. Oh, so yeah, it's a long-serving Calgary business. It's but insane. I saw the one photo, and I think it kind of hits home. The black and white photos, the original. Now, Greg Keller, who owns Bonton Meads, he, per, he and his family purchased the company. But they've been doing this for years and years. Look at that. So got the, That's times. why we love it, right? Yes. Look at the... When we say you go in there and they do it the same way, look at the, out, the uniforms and what they wore all the way back in the day. Till now. Till, till today. Look Beauty. at Greg Keller, the owner, operator, as he calls it, the, uh, the meathead. He is a meathead, yeah. Of, uh, of Bonton Meat Market. The best AAA Alberta beef, free-range poultry, grain-fed Alberta lamb, milk-fed mm. veal, Alberta pork, Bonton just it seems like annually voted Calgary Consumer Choice Award winner for best deli meat market. 28 Crowfoot Circle Northwest. I, and I say it's the weekend. It's Friday. What better than a little barbecue? Whether oh. you're doing a maybe you're doing a brisket, maybe you're doing some roast beef, maybe you're putting some stuff on the grill, whatever it is. Why not? My Treat neighbor's yourself. got a smoker. He said he's smoking meat this weekend. I just remembered. <laughs> I'm sure he'll want you over. He's yeah. invited me. This fool doesn't know how much of an annoying pain in the ass I am. There he is. And duped. We talk about about kids sport that guy there was one he, he won't he won't probably admit to it or won't say it but he was one of the driving forces bef- behind us starting the christmas camp mm-hmm. that's right because tower was doing their things he's like listen i want to i want to jump in. in great guy another great calgarian who gives back a ton and looks for no looks for nothing for it just go and support because it's the right thing to do dean what's the right thing to do what he does. It's what he does. For me, it's the beef ribs and potato salad. That's correct. Right. Pie for Greg, it's to give back. Better people than us. That theme keeps coming up. Seems that way. What a guy. Bonton meets. Uh, we'll do our betway bet. Betway betway betway. Do our betway bet. Betway betway. Tourism Jasper. I just need to get the Jasper uh, thing in because it does seem crazy to think. And I've not done a lot of spring skiing, but I, That's I, the best. I think it's right up your alley, Dean. Yeah. This is where you would excel. I yep. do. Listen, I do like skiing. I know. Do you I like the apres ski? Uh, apres is way better. That's in spring. the thing. It's nice out. You're not cold. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Roads weather. are dry. Yeah. It's daylight a lot of the day. It's not dark it's and icy. It's right up your alley. I'm telling you. Because you kind of say it's people, th- people you, f- you forget about skiing or you think you're not Moving skiing. on. 
I would not be thinking about skiing, looking outside. I'm a but ski yet, Sunday, some I of think. the best skiing you can have. Let's go. Marmoot Basin, open until May 1st. Warmer temperatures, drinks on the patio, clearer days. Less, you, you don't have to wear your big, you and your big puffy coat. I love that perfume. I know you do. I love it. You and that huge puffy coat. The escape card still available. Half price lift tickets. The Sky Tram open. Golf course is opening end of next month. Reserve your camping spots. Think about Jasper when you're planning your summer. You, your family, Jasper Travel and Tourism Jasper will take care of you. There's a lot going on up there. Check them out online and keep them uh, keep them in mind when you're booking your stuff with your kids. Pinder. Yep. Done. There you go. Um, it's a bad sign that I'm like looking at baseball odds. It means the Flames are done, right? Flames are done. Two rather meaningless hockey games. Are done. One certainly. Um, Ario Speedwagon. May the fourth be with you. May fourth, oh. right in here where we're sitting. Come on, in the Gibson Guitar Lounge. They're going to be in here. Could be the guys because this is kind of a green room of sorts when the uh, the musicians and the big acts, you know, they come in and they're. The rider is like, I only want green M&Ms. I want a thousand bottles of whiskey, wild turkey, that sort of thing. This is where they're drinking all the wild turkey before the big shows. Ario Speedwagon, May 4th, here at the event center. We have two pair of tickets to give away. Watch our social media, Flames Nation, on Twitter and on Instagram. We'll be looping in the Gray Eagle. And so uh, over the course of the weekend, we'll figure it out. We'll give you a couple days to get in on this, but we have two pairs of tickets to give away to that REO Speedwagon concert on May 4th. And we'll announce them next week on Barnburner. Love it. You're in the show. Check out the website. Oh, yeah. More. <laughs> no, no more. Don't turn your <laughs> Don't. Don't butcher it. Bentley bats of the day, and we'll get out of here. You got to go badmintoning if that's uh, a thing. In charge uh, of kids. Bentley bats of the day. Lego. I am. Uh, I'm going to this Buffalo Columbus game. Ooh, Buffalo come on. V Columbus. Oof. Um, <laughs> so when the game means it. nothing, what are you going to get? No, that's Bender. Yeah, there there, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sabers in regulation, and I'm going over five and a half total goals. I think these. Uh, I think they're going to score. I think, I think we're going to see some offense tonight. Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty for a regulation win for Buffalo and the over on the five and a half. Like and that. then I'm going to go on the money line and a Dalene point. Yeah. It's the final game of the year. Let's just go out. And, may as well go That's out and try and win, eh? Yeah, yeah. Plus one hundred. Well, Columbus, you can't be winning here. You're in a decent spot in the Bedard yeah, race here. You can't be winning. Up. Don't be winning now. Buffalo's got to win. There you go. Good so vibes. Those are my uh, bets of the day. I'm going baseball. Blue Jays face an undefeated team at the end of April. That's incredibly impressive. The Tampa Bay Rays are in town 13-0. The stinking Rays every goddamn year. They face Jose Barrios, who's been good and bad, but mostly bad. Mostly. I'm going to take the over four and a half for the Rays. That's runs on the total game. Also, Matt Chapman, a little bit of a stomach flu yesterday, didn't play for the Jays. He's got eight multi-hit games and like 12 games he's played this year. Multi-hit game. Paying plus 115. In fact, it's not even that. It's total basis. So if he gets a double, that puts the over hits. Oh. I saw that one of the bet, the Betway boost was a Chapman home run plus 500. Jeez. Kicked the Jump on that as well. That, yeah. so, well as long uh, as his tummy feels better. Rays and Jays. And if his tummy isn't good and he doesn't play, you don't lose the bet. It just washes out. How's your tummy? Yeah, you're better today. I feel better today. Atta I had boy. a headache yesterday. Yeah. 
No good. Well, get ready for tonight. A little nap? Tuck it in. a great nap. I was such an old man yesterday. (laughs) Snoozer? Oh, in bed. We are excited for tonight. Uh, We'll have some videos and stuff going up across our social media, our personal accounts and all that. It's uh, the inaugural event. We're very excited for it. And there will be more events where more people are going to come, but we're going to, you know, we'll kind of get the edges all rounded out and we'll figure out just what we're doing tonight with the old playoff draft. There's only one first. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Next week, Warner back in Buffalo. Oh. What? What are you going to do? Miss your, miss your kids? Around. What the hell? Shit to do. Man. Yeah, sure. Like what? Kids, though. What kids are you doing this afternoon? Like, that's right. He's got to go gotcha. swimming in badminton. So that's right. Warner back in Buffalo. We'll be back in studio doing our thing, but uh, it sucks that the Flames aren't there. But yeah. Monday, the playoffs start, so we'll be diving in head first. I'm excited to hand out shots for people that have picked players already selected tonight. Yes. <laughs> We're going to call them penalty shots because it's true. He's just so <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> Another penalty shot. Who at your table is going to take it for you? Yeah. Is Nick is Nick Ritchie coming in to take your penalty shot? No, you have to do. We got no quotes from Nick. I don't know how high up the uh, batting order Nick is today. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I think probably just be nice to just kind of let that whole thing die down, right? There's enough. He's he's thinking how with everything else that's gone wrong. Why am I in the crosshairs? Christ, Poor I was man. here for two weeks. Yeah, what did I, I do? The I'm the issue. Okay. You know, hard I was working. My face is red the entire time I was here. <laughs> yeah, God. All right, buddies. Oilers suck. Have a great week. See ya. See ya.